What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And what can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other found I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Well, hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather, so I give you news and views from a West Texans, a biblical point of view, one you're not going to find in your mainstream media. So I jumped on today, did things a little bit different because I wanted to worship the Lord today. That's my favorite hymn. And um, anyway, excuse my terrible singing voice, but you know, I wanted to praise the Lord today. So what do we got going on today? So check this out i got two articles that i want to read to you guys one is by my very favorite guy you know him you love him no it's not leo holman <laughs> but close <laughs> uh, it's dean dwyer um from queensland australia and he's got a really good article that he posted yesterday the 25th of march at harbingersdaily.com i mean is why the effort to advance the human condition are not leading to heaven on earth we'll listen to or we'll read that article together and then the other one is from harbingersdaily.com as well and it was posted today by david clausen and it's the biden administration showcases its religious like devotion to advancing the lgbt ideology guys i know you're paying attention and you're seeing this all over the world not just here in the united states but this absolute um diabolical i would like to say uh devious plan um, to indoctrinate our children and this is what they are doing in almost like this is saying like a religious like devotion and so this is unbelievable and how there has got to be more people that stand up we have got to stand up and I was watching Pastor Billy Crone today um, on his I think it's the fifth uh, 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 add-on uh, sermon on the Klaus Schwab uh, sermon series and it was, I think it was last week, but anyway, I think I've seen this one before, but I think I watched it on the app. But anyway, I mean, he's talking about fluoride and how fluoride is used as a part of your brain um, that can actually make you more docile and easier um, to control. And they've been putting in this in the water supply for a very long time. And enough of it can actually kill you. Um, but you know, they're always telling you to brush your teeth with fluoride. I don't know about you guys, I use Tom's um uh, toothpaste and it does not have fluoride in it my brother told me a long time ago out there in california i know california doesn't put a lot of fluoride really it doesn't look like from the map that they should and i could be wrong i don't know but up to like maybe 25 percent or something but anyway uh my brother had told me a long time ago he goes hey fluoride's you know really bad for you and i was like what i, go, I don't know that and uh, but i'm like i always say i thank god we were raised on the farm and we drank well water and we didn't have that crap in our water um, but today, there's all kinds of things in the water. And not just fluoride. There is like runoff. There is pharmaceuticals. There's all kinds of stuff in our water supply. And who really knows what they're putting in your water? And if you watch the Stu Peters documentary, when they talked about um, watch, watch the water, 
and how they could tell you what city was going to be hit next or what city was experiencing. They said, well, it's from the wastewater. No, no. I think they were putting COVID-19 into the water. And I'll give you an example. Um, I worked from home during that time, during COVID. And um, I still got COVID. And I never even left my apartment just, you know, walk my dog. You know, I even ordered groceries and everything actually came in. Of course, you guys know I'm a germaphobe anyway. And I always wipe down everything with bleach and soap. Anyway, and I still got COVID. And almost everybody I knew in Amarillo got COVID during the same time. And so it was really strange because some people never even left their house. And so I'm like, how is it even possible if it's an airborne, you know, virus, right? And so I honestly think they put it in the watcher. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. And even even Arlo agrees, Squirt's cousin. He's like, that's right. They put it in the watcher. And um, anyway, and so... You know, we got to look at what they're actually doing. If they've been putting fluoride in the water, they know what fluoride can do to you. Folks, you know, they got the idea of using fluoride. Hitler, Hitler in Germany, Hitler in Germany, you guys. So let this stuff like really, really, you know, marinate, you know, think on it. Or have you been drinking too much fluoride? <laughs> anyway, and that's, that's, that's crazy that they're using this and they know what it does. And so, and now look around the world and I look at the people who, well, absolutely will not take this vaccine because at first, when it first came out, they're like, what's in it? What's in it? And they won't tell you what's in it. It's like, what's I'm not taking this. I'm not putting this into my body. Um, and what really stopped me from doing it is because they used uh, cells from an aborted fetus. And I said, absolutely not. I'm not putting that in my body. And I'm real big on drugs. And you guys know that. I won't take anything. Like, I took the one uh, pill. And that's it. Because I have to. I wouldn't even take an aspirin. I mean, well, I have to take, I take aspirin, but I mean, I'm like, I wouldn't even take like a Tylenol because I'm like, what's in it? You know, it's poison. It's poison to your liver. It's poison. This is poison. And if I have it like, a, I mean, if I have a terrible, terrible headache, I mean, it's got to be bad. I will break a, a Tylenol in half and take half of it. But, you know, that's only in extreme cases. But, you know, a lot of people take ibuprofen. They're like, oh, yes, it gets it's like an anti-inflammatory, blah, blah, blah. And people die. Do you know what? ibuprofen does to your body NSAIDs that you're terrible terrible on your kidneys they are terrible it's like one of the worst poisons you could put in your body for your kidneys and they cause all kinds of um like your stomach is just it's folks these drugs are terrible and so I'm all about uh the natural path you know what what is nature what has God given us in nature that we can use you know to heal us um to heal our bodies and to you know to help stave off these diseases and stuff but anyway it's neither here nor there but you know i i i just think about these things what they're putting in our food what they're putting into our water supply you know what they're probably putting i'll tell you from okay now check this out now i was a manager for kmart for years right and i will tell you and i've been a retail manager for years and years i finally got out of that um a few years ago but i will tell you and they tell you to wash your clothes before you wear them. And I'll tell you why because they're soaked in formaldehyde and that will kill you uh, formaldehyde is a poison and it will kill you and it can cause all kinds of issues and so if you can ever buy like organic cotton clothes i would go that route if you can um you know actually on my my spread shirt shop i have a little t-shirt shop it's like oh you can do like mugs and all kinds of stuff and i have that i think i have it linked onto my website somewhere but anyway i have organic shirts on there organic t-shirts and um and so that is the route to go and um if you can but if you knew what was in our clothes and our food like in the tvs and all the these things that we buy from china i'm sure they're all listening to us you know um but besides the fact they they put chemicals into these tvs and all this stuff is like detrimental to your health 
Uh, but we don't really realize that because that's not in the mainstream media. They don't want you to know that. They just want you to use it. <laughs> just, just keep using this this product. Um, but it was crazy. And like cell phones, the radiation. And I, I think about how does the microwave really, really cook your food? Well, it nukes it. I'm like, oh, that's nuke. Nuke? What do you mean? Nuke? Radi- what? We don't really realize that that's radiation going on. But um, anyway, I digress. But uh, it's just crazy with um everything going on in the world today and people just don't realize it and we don't know because we've been conditioned not to ask those questions of course just keep putting more fluoride and who knows what else in our water supply and they just keep us dumb and that's what fluoride does it makes you dumb and the, it lowers the iq of children it's uh, the statistics are out and um that levine that dude wants to call himself a chick i don't care rachel levine whatever um he kept that from being um, publicized. And of course the court. Uh, took it to court and won. And so now it's being publicized. Um, the data that's included in that. And it's terrible. It's detrimental. And they knew it. That's the big thing. And if you watch Belly. Uh, Pastor Billy Crones last week. On the Klaus Schwab. Uh, you'll know that. What happened to the tobacco. Remember the tobacco companies. When they all got sued. Because they were putting all those chemicals into cigarettes and killing people. Tobacco in and of itself is not deadly. You know, we have nicotine receptors already in our body, you know. And uh, yeah, I can, that's another thing. Y'all need to quit smoking because COVID's going to kill you. Well, you know, COVID did not really affect smokers. And you do the research on that. And it was like the nicotine actually protected them. I was like, wow. But I mean, all kinds of stuff. But they're like, oh, you smokers, y'all got to quit. That's going to kill you. You're going to die faster, you know. Crazy. But anyway. Anything that they knew would help you. So when the government tells me not to do something, I'm probably thinking I should probably do that. <laughs> it's come to that right now. It has already come to that. That's how much I do not trust my government. And that's that's bad. That's terrible to be in that situation. But hey, eh, it's come to that point, right? You've got to make some, you got to make some ethical decisions and you have to make some decisions with discernment. And so I'm going to leave it up to the Lord um, to lead and guide me along the way. And I hope he, you will ask him for discernment as well. And he can lead and guide you along the way. But if you don't have the Holy Spirit. If you don't have Jesus Christ as your Savior. You're going to be lost. Because there's just You know you've got to have the Lord. And so like I always say. Today is the day of salvation. That's what the Bible says. Don't wait another moment. Don't wait. You need a Savior. We all we all need a Savior. I mean we all need to be saved. We, are all, we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And, I mean, that's it. And those wages of sin is deserving of death. We all deserve death and hell. But the good news is, God sent His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, into this world as through a virgin birth, as a baby. He lived a perfect, sinless life to become the sacrifice for our sins. The sins of the whole world, past, present, and future. And um, He hung on the cross. And he died for us, for you, for me. And God raised him three days later from the dead. And so uh, we're getting ready to celebrate that. Passover week is coming up. We're getting ready to celebrate that. If you want a really good um, explanation of that, uh, at the creek, uh, last Saturday night, and he probably did this, the same sermon today um, as well, but at the creek, um, Pastor Brett Meter did a wonderful, wonderful sermon on that. And so um, you definitely want to check that out if you can. And I'm so I'm so stoked that I found that I found that ministry because I absolutely just love them. You know, when he gets there, he tells them, if we see you on your phone, making your, you know, your shopping list, we're going to 
nicely and politely ask you to leave the sanctuary. I'm like, that's how church should be. That's how pastors should be. Pastors should pastor their flock, you know, instead of letting them do whatever they want to do. I love it. I, I, I just absolutely loved him. If I was ever in Oregon, up there in Portland, I would definitely go. All right. So let's jump in to these articles. So um, the very first one we're going to we're going to talk about and read is going to be the Biden administration that showcases this religious like a devotion to advancing LGBT um, ideology. Of course, it's by David Clausen. And it was posted on uh, today, the 26th of March. So let's check it out. So, President Joe Biden's commitment to the moral revolution has never been in doubt. As a candidate and now as president, Joe Biden has championed every imaginable cause of the LGBT movement. From lobbying for legislation like the Equality Act and Respect for Marriage Act to nominating outspoken activists such as Rachel Levine to influential positions in the government, the president at every turn has aggressively and energetically supported the objectives of the LGBT activists. Earlier this week, the president once again stressed his support for the LGBT policy goals, noting his view that minor children should have access to gender transition procedures. In a recent interview, the president was specifically asked about the federal government's response to states considering laws that would prohibit gender reassignment surgeries for children that identify as transgender. In answering the question, President Biden attempted to frame his answer in theological terms, noting, quote, What's going on in Florida is, as my mother would say, close to sinful, all right. I mean, it's just terrible what they're doing, unquote. Although the president regularly invokes his Catholic faith, fake is true his catholic faith in public speeches the choice of language here is insightful in the president's mind access to gender reassignment surgery is sacrosanct while efforts to prevent access to these procedures are intolerable the issue is so important that while condemning state legislatures who dissent from transgender ideology the president evidently believed that only language will of that only language with strong moral import will do. Barring children from cross-sex hormones and puberty blockers is not only wrong, it's almost sinful. Mm-hmm. From the standpoint of Christian theology, almost sinful is not biblical language. Moral action does not exist on a spectrum between sinful and not sinful, uh, with gradations between. He goes, there is no category of action, biblically speaking, that is almost sinful. There are righteous acts and there are sinful acts. Actions considered uh, adiaphora, i.e. morally neutral, are still carried out in ways that either uh, honor or dishonor God. Of course, Colossians 3.17 talks about that. He goes on to say, the Bible defines sin as a violation of God's law, 1 John chapter 3, verse 4, and a rebellion against God, Deuteronomy chapter 9, verse 7. The reality and gravity of sin is why the incarnation was necessary. Sin is so serious that Jesus' death on the cross was the only way to save and redeem humanity. He says this is why Christians should take the charge that something is sinful Seriously, First President Biden's muddled attempt at using morally charged language underscores the religious-like devotion the current administration has placed on advancing perceived LGBT policy goals. Clearly, the White House believes it is a political winner to pick a fight with conservatives over whether children with gender dysphoria should have access to these drugs and surgeries. It will be interesting to see if this political calculus changes. One of Biden's possible 2024 challengers, Governor Ron DeSantis, has already responded to the president arguing, quote, it is not sinful to prohibit the mutilation of minors, unquote. 
second. When it comes to the topic of gender reassignment surgeries, Christians agree that sin is involved. However, unlike the president's suggestion, the sin is not in drafting legislation that prevents minor children from accessing puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, or surgeries. Rather, the sin is the radical gender ideology that says it is permissible to pursue behaviors, inclinations, and lifestyles outside of God's design for sexuality. Sin is the rejection of God's work in creating human beings in his image. While this is increasingly unpopular to say publicly, it is nevertheless what the Bible teaches in the position Christians have held for 2,000 years. Additionally, since the president alluded to Florida's House Bill 1421, it is worth noting what this legislation would actually do. If passed, the bill would, quote, prohibit gender clinical interventions for minors, including puberty blocking hormone and hormone antagonistic therapies. While critics say the bill is unnecessary, groups like Planned Parenthood openly advertise that they prescribe cross-sex hormones without mental health assessments or parental consent. Although the number of children who grow out of their gender dysphoria ranges from 70 to 97.8% in biological males and 50 to 88% biological females, social and medical transition is often the only treatment option offered to those with gender dysphoria. In Isaiah 5, the prophet says, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. That's 5 verse 20, or chapter 5 verse 20. Um, while, we can, while we should be cautious when applying Isaiah's words to the speech or actions of our elected leaders, it seems appropriate here. Of course, it's appropriate. This whole world is like in this direction. Good is evil and evil is good. Sorry. I had to throw that in there. But anyway, um, President Biden's contention that it is almost sinful to deny life-altering irreversible gender reassignment surgeries to minor children experiencing gender dysphobia is theologically confused, morally problematic, and scientifically unsound. Folks, they won't even give these puberty blockers, these this this hormone that cast that'll castrate a male chemically to pedophiles in prison. Okay? This will tell you how strong and how this can uh, it's just is child abuse. Um, anyway, and he ends in this way. He says, in his attempt to marshal theological language in defense of these procedures, the president once again showed us how untethered his worldview is to biblical Christianity. And Christians would do well to take notice. Absolutely. Absolutely. He is not a Christian, folks. He is not a Christian. I'm a Catholic. Well, we all know what Catholics are. If you Watch Billy Crohn's um, uh, biblical studies on Roman Catholicism, and you'll have a greater understanding of that. So let's check out Dean Dwyer's article, Why the Efforts to Advance the Human Condition Are Not Leading to Heaven on Earth. Once again, this is uh, HarbingerDaily.com, and he posted this on the 25th of March yesterday. So, one of the most alarming aspects of modern Christianity is the refusal by pastors and Christians to read the book of Revelation. Many excuses have been given, but none which hold any weight. Yet, Revelation 1-3 says this in the KJV, Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein for the time is at hand. One of the many blessings that we receive from reading and believing this book is the description of the eternal future of the believer found in Revelation chapter 21 verse 4 and that says and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes and there shall be no more death neither sorrow nor crying neither shall there be any more pain for the former things are passed away because we all experience pain sickness disease and sorrow the promise of a future time when those things are no more is of great comfort to the soul there is a great scene in Matthew chapter 15 where Jesus ministers to the sick in the region of the Decapolis in Gentile 
Gentile territory. Verses 29 through 31, it records it as follows. And Jesus departed from thence and came nigh into the Sea of Galilee. It went up into a mountain and sat down there. And great multitudes came unto him, having with them those that were lame, blind, dumb, maimed, and many others, and cast them down at Jesus' feet. And he healed them, insomuch that the multitude wondered when they saw the dumb to speak, the maimed to behold, the lame to walk, and the blind to see. And they glorify the God of Israel. So those final few words, and they glorify the God of Israel, are especially touching due to the fact they highlight a stark difference between the response of the Jewish leaders and the response of the Gentiles. In Matthew 12, 22, Jesus is shown to heal a demon-possessed man who is blind and mute. On that occasion, the Pharisees accused him of being in league with Satan. Yet in Matthew 15, the Gentiles glorified Israel's God. In our modern day, many marvel at the advancement in science and place their trust in it instead of the great physician. Certainly, we must praise God that he has gifted many people to invent and implement technologies and programs that aid people suffering from debilitating illnesses, chronic conditions, and lifetime disability, but not at the expense of ignoring God completely. Yet, technology is currently being developed, which hopes... Uh, to mimic the healing power of Christ, all the while remaining in rebellion against him. In our modern age, many people are focused on a company known as Neuralink, utilizing a brain-computer interface that aims to allow people to control a computer or smartphone remotely with only their mind. But the goals of Neuralink and others are much grander. For instance, consider a company by the name of Synchron. According to their website, our vision is to restore lives by deciphering the neural code of the brain. There is also another company known as BlackRock Neurotech. Their stated goals go even further, and they claim, quote, We are engineering the future of Neurotech with a simple mission. We want people with neurological disorders to walk, talk, see, hear, and feel again, unquote. Now, you might be tempted to believe this technology is recent, but the first such instance of an implantable brain-computer interface was completed in 2004. The recipient was Matt Nigel, a C3 tetraplegic who was paralyzed from the neck down after being stabbed. Not surprisingly, the secretive U.S. government agency, DARPA, and I'll talk about them a lot, but anyways, Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency is also involved. Of key interest is their RAM program, Restoring Active Memory. So according to their website, the RAM program aims to develop and test a wireless, fully implantable and neural interface medical device for human clinical use. The device would facilitate the formation of new memories and retrieval of existing ones in individuals who have lost these capacities as a result of traumatic brain injury or neurological disease. Although many would have in mind the restoration of memory for those who suffer traumatic brain injuries, what if unscrupulous people use readily available brain interface uh, inter brain computer interface systems to read and rewrite our minds it is an alarming prospect and one which grows closer every day he says no doubt many will raise ethical concerns but manufacturers often shield themselves from public criticism by claiming that their work is benevolent after all who doesn't want the lame to walk the blind to see in the brain injured to recover all their memories but don't be fooled the people behind this technology don't want to stop at healing they ultimately want enhancement 
as they move forward or as they move into a future where there will truly be a fusion between man and the digital world. In 2015, Peter Thiel, billionaire entrepreneur, wrote this, quote, Science and the technology are natural allies to this Judeo-Western uh, optimism, especially if we remain open to an eschatological frame in which God works through us in building the kingdom of heaven today here on earth, in which the kingdom of heaven is both a future reality and something partially achievable in the present, unquote. Essentially, what Phil is expand, expounding is a view that we must be elevated to godlike status in order to be co-creators in improving the world and bringing heaven to earth through scientific endeavor. He says the problem for mankind is that while Thiel and others like him are claiming it is absolutely necessary to enhance all human beings for our own good, they are essentially convincing each of us to be hardwired for control. So whilst we are led to believe uh, we currently have control over various devices, smartphones, tablets, etc., in the digital space we choose to interact with, the reality is that it is the elites who invent, manufacture, and deploy those devices that also police the digital space and this will only become worse for humanity if everybody chooses to implant devices into their body at that point they will most certainly have total control he says current efforts to advance the human condition are clearly not leading to heaven on earth they are leading to the system we know as the beast system which will be led by the antichrist Unlike Jesus, the Antichrist does not come to heal, but to destroy. And in Zechariah 11:15 through 16, KJV, the Bible says, God says, And the Lord said unto me, Take unto thee yet the instruments of a foolish shepherd. For lo, I will raise up a shepherd in the land, which shall not visit those that be cut off, neither shall seek the young one, nor heal that that is broken, nor feed that that standeth still. But he shall eat the flesh of the fat and tear their claws in pieces. Folks, that is uh, Dean Dwyer, and you can catch that article at harbingersdaily.com. You can check all of his articles there um, at harbingersdaily.com, and you can take him right there to his author page. And I know I read uh, the one, uh, The War on Morality, Morality and Rationality, last week. So he's got a lot of great articles, and I'm uh, really thankful for, uh, for his um, um, discernment. So, yes. So, you know, folks, I just wanted to jump on today and give you guys, you know, a little bit of news. Here's one from the WND. Elderly uh, counselor suspended for objecting to LGBT promotions on her street. Yes, folks, you can check that out there. This is by Bob Unrum. Uh, and as she said, sex is for the bed is for the bedroom and private life. And of course, they're going to attack her for that. So a town council in the United Kingdom has been suspended from her duties for objecting to a campaign promoting the LGBT agenda on her residential street. The Christian Institute says Angela Kilmartin, um, 81, the former chairman and current member of the Braintree District Council, had commented that she disliked the gay promotions goes on to say she goes quote i don't want pride sex flags along my high street i don't even want heterosexual flags along my high street she said sex is for the bedroom in private life not for displaying preferences in public she had commented the words were triggered by a man who was trying to hand out to businesses rainbow flags so they could be promoted uh, or they could promote the lgbt ideologies 
Kia Martin told the Daily Telegraph she had been contacted by those who are sick of this insistence of flaunting sexuality in ordinary public life, unquote, the report said. She said shop owners have the right to post the flags if they want. She said uh, the Christian Institute pointed out that just within the last week, the U.K. government had determined that, quote, everyone should be able to engage in, quote, lawful debate, unquote, on hot-button issues such as same-sex marriage in the reality of biological sex without police interference that came in a new code of practice on non-crime hate incidents laid before parliament there the government said causing offenses is not enough to warrant the police including someone's personal details in an nchi the telegraph reporter kill martin was suspended after her comments on facebook the report said quote uh, it is understood that she was told on Saturday that she has been suspended from the local conservative group for 21 days pending further investigation with Hamtown Council, uh, where Ms. Kilmartin is also a member appointed an LGBTQ plus ambassador in June 2020 and a rainbow flag is flown from the town hall during Pride Month in June. The uh, says town council uh, spokesman Michael Lager told the BBC, we dissociate ourselves totally from the reported remarks from this particular member. We do not tolerate discrimination between people of different faiths, beliefs, and uh, all the protected characteristics set out in the Equality Act 2010 uh, that we respect and promote. <laughs> Just want to throw this in here. He just says, we do not tolerate discrimination between people of different faiths, beliefs, and all the protected characteristics. Okay, well, you just discriminated against her because she said she didn't want that on her high street. I'm not sure what high street is, but she said, I don't want that. I don't want that here. She she said, that is for the bedroom. I don't need... So, but, so they're just like, they're so hypocritical. They're so hypocritical. That's All these people are so um, hypocritical. If you're for it, oh, we love you. But if you're against it, oh, my God, you hate her. We've got it. Yeah, so very hypocritical. Anyway, thought throw some of that up in there. And one other article, just going to highlight here real quick, is Xi and Putin shape a new world order and White House is clueless. The White House is always clueless. Oh, they're probably having seances in there now. But anyway, this is by Joseph Farah. As few people in the United States noticed a titanic development that took place in the world in recent days. Uh, the reason is uh, we was missed was because our news media is clueless, obsessed with other things like big tech shapes their view. No one noticed that something fundamentally changed. What was it? Uh-huh. Chinese President Xi Jinping and Russia's President Vladimir Putin set their sights on shaping a new world order. That was the big change that invaded us all. Says uh, Joe Biden didn't comment on it. Democrats in the U.S. didn't. But it was one of the most amazing and omnibus geopolitical developments in a 100 years. Why the silence from our leaders? Because they're obsessed with the war in Ukraine. And they thought they could get away uh, get away beating that drum for at least the time being. Or, you know, balloons. Oh, my God, there's tiny balloons. Look, look, look. Look at the balloons. Look at Trump. Look, he's going to get arrested. Look. I'm oh, sorry. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> anyway, but the world is not the same as it was. As Xi departed Moscow, he told Putin, now there are changes that haven't happened in 100 years. When we are together, we drive these changes, unquote. 
And Putin says, I agree. To which she responded, take care of yourself, dear friend, please. Why do the Biden administration and Democrats either miss the big news or see it as favorable? Here's a clue from a typical analyst from the White House sources. Commenting on the Xi-Putin meeting, the White House said China's position was not impartial and urged Beijing to pressure Russia uh, to withdraw from Ukraine's sovereignty territory in order to end Europe's biggest conflict since World War II. China doesn't think it does. <laughs> This is ridiculous, guys. This is what our this is what our White House thinks, right? Which they know they really know what's going on, but this is what they're throwing out to you. You know, China doesn't think in the short term, not by a long shot. Its strategic long term objectives remain the same. It cares deeply about them. In one sense, they have already achieved them. Ukraine is insignificant. It's small potatoes. A Russia China alliance is everything. Xi solidified that alliance. Xi and Putin referred to each other as dear friends, promised economic cooperation, and described their country's relations as the best they have ever been. I will leave you with that, guys. <laughs> My goodness. So much more to that article if you want to go to WND.com and check it out. Definitely worth the read. Um, but with that, guys, I'm going to get off of here. And uh, as always... Get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. And oh my goodness, Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha, may he come today. May he come tonight. He may not come till next week, but we do know he's coming and it's intimate and we need to be ready. And we need to be telling people about Jesus because the one thing in heaven you can't do is tell people about Jesus. So get out there and tell somebody the good news. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. And may God bless each and every one of you as we await the appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ.